Hello, and thank you for joining me for Give Him 15. The title of our post today is The Frog in the Kettle. America's drift from a biblical worldview started in the 1960s, perhaps earlier. That means it has been occurring for 60 or more years. Maintaining a biblical worldview means one believes the Bible is the inerrant Word of God and that Scripture governs all of life. The vast majority of America's founders held a biblical worldview, as did our educational institutions. It is not possible to drift only slightly off course from the guiding principles of Scripture unless a course correction occurs quickly. As any boater or sailor knows, drifting even slightly off course ultimately leads us way off course. If some of the Bible isn't true, none of it can be trusted. If God isn't all he says he is, how do we know if he is anything he claims to be? A lack of biblical worldview leads to relativism, a belief holding that truth or moral or aesthetic value, etc., is not universal or absolute, but may differ between individuals and or cultures. In other words, truth and or morality is what one says it is. When this mindset exists, it removes all personal and societal moorings. It's like being tethered to the wind. There is nothing new about relativism. It started under a tree in Genesis 3. This dogma was written about in much detail in the biblical book of Judges. In that commentary on humankind's lost condition, verses 17.6 and 21.25 summarize this philosophy as doing what is right in one's own eyes. Any fool can see the idiocy of this, but fallen human nature loves it. If it feels good, do it. Our, our current drift away from biblical standards toward relativism began by only a degree or two. Most compromise does. Some call it the frog in the kettle concept or principle. Put a frog on the stove in a pot of water. As his body temperature changes with the water, he won't realize it's getting hotter. Though he could have easily jumped out, he'll boil to death. The water America now sits in is reaching its boiling point. Without revival, a true great awakening, we would absolutely not survive. In America, Many people can't define men, women, marriage, or morality. Babies are killed and their body parts are sold. 
This bloodlust is so strong that it controls elections. One of America's two political parties is totally controlled by it as well. Many, if not most, of our government officials are liars and controlled by the root of all evil. Our borders are open. Millions of illegals are flooding in, and poisonous drugs kill over 100,000 people a year. Many in control of our government don't care. The lives of these mostly young people mean nothing to them. Most churches refuse to make a stand for life, refuse to promote godly government and education, and refuse to teach biblical morality. Maybe it's that money thing again. God is mocked, his ways and followers persecuted. This is all controlled by the spirit of Baal. Have I said yet that without a true revival, a great awakening, America would not survive? The mocking of God in our land went to a new level under Obama. On June 27, 2015, after the Obergefell decision of the Supreme Court legalizing homosexual marriage, Obama lit the entire White House in rainbow colors to celebrate. The rainbow symbolizes covenant in Scripture. It is, of course, also used as the symbol of homosexuality. Most true Christians love those in the homosexual community and do not want them persecuted or mistreated. We simply adhere to the biblical definition of marriage, a covenant between one man and one woman, as has been the case for 6,000 years. To light the White House in the rainbow colors was a mocking of God and Bible-believing Christians. Obama and his administration knew this, but couldn't have cared less. It was likely one of their intentions. But the water has gotten hotter, and Biden has invited drag queens to the White House to celebrate his signing of a new law which goes beyond the Burgerfell. It codifies the right to homosexual marriage into law and paves the way for the persecution of people of faith. As with Obama, Biden and his team know that inviting these individuals to the White House is a mocking of God and those with biblical values. It's no doubt what they intend. Most Christians, myself included, will continue to love and pray for all of them, regardless. We pray for their salvation in the coming Great Awakening. Unfortunately for Mr. Biden and his administration, though God also loves them, he refuses to be mocked. Sin has wages, and unless there is repentance, 
there will be consequences. And since the biblical laws of sowing and reaping are immutable, unlike many Americans, God does have a biblical worldview, there will be more shaking for our nation. I've said several times over the last few months that for America, things will get worse before they get better. More evil and foolish decisions will be made causing increased devastation, suffering, and judgment. Isaiah 5, 20 and 21 tells us, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes, clever in their own sight. Only God's mercy, released through prayer, will save America. But this will occur. America, we will be saved. Father, continue to expose the evil and depravity of our nation and its government. Let the shaking tear down everything that needs to fall. Pull the plug and drain everything that needs draining. We know that as a loving parent, in the midst of wrath, you will remember mercy. The blood and broken body of Christ are the surety for this. As we partake of the bread, representing the body of Jesus, we declare that America shall be cleansed and saved. Take the bread. And you have told us that communion, representing the victory of Calvary, will empower our prayers to remove the influence of Baal from our nation. We honor that promise now and partake of the cup together, decreeing that Baal's hold on the church our government, our education system, and individuals is broken. The blood of Jesus ends his reign. Let's drink the cup.
Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. It endures forever. Thank you for joining me today. We are making a difference. It still works. And I will see you tomorrow.